0: has been kidnapped.
1: The black bands are at it again.
0: Welcome God damn it. Connect the dots. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. So, this is a uh, thrown together episode, folks. So we, got I, a,
0: we got a special episode. We do have a
1: special episode. We're just going to throw it in there. Let's, I say let's just dive right on in.
0: Let's just get, let's just get ready. We got a special guests. special episode with
1: Wait, we got to introduce ourselves. I'm Johnny.
0: I am Jason.
1: You want to have the pleasure of, of uh, introducing our guest, Jason?
0: Um, he is anonymous. Hey, I'm all for it. Or as we know him as, the captain.
1: He's the captain. This is the
0: captain. The captain has finally come aboard.
1: The Commissioned captain.
0: to come aboard. The captain's taken. Granted. And 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 uh, Captain, can you uh, would you mind introducing yourself for for the record? No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so what brings what brings the captain aboard today? What does he want to talk about?
0: I think we're going to talk about some aliens. I don't know, Cap Captain.
2: What do you want? What do you want to discuss? Yeah, we can talk about the the alien phenomenon.
1: Let's do what. Uh, what what tickles your fancy most about this?
2: Um, I like. Well, I'm a 44 year intelligence officer, um, so I like to do things analytical. I didn't know if you watch. I've been looking at this problem for a while. Um, I joined MUFON to see uh, what they have as far as analytics and tools and things like that. And I've done some of my own analysis, and I have some near peer conclusions on what's going on in the uh, in that environment.
1: sorry guys I had some interference there but uh so explain your work have you done any work with MUFON uh like boots on the ground kind of a deal
2: no I haven't done any investigative work I've just uh looked at their tools looked at their analysis techniques uh, uh their website their reporting um some of their you know people that they have uh, working for them and uh yeah, it's, I'm, it's it's interesting uh, what they have to say and what they're doing.
1: I think it's uh, tremendous what they're doing. I mean, MUFON, I mean, it's all civilians, uh, like a network kind of a deal. And they kind of uh, take matters in their own hands, which I kind of I, I commend. They've been around for a while. They most certainly have. I think it's the oldest uh, network of... UAPs UFO Network uh, in America, so it's you know, uh, well, I, I I thought about joining. I was like, well, that'd be cool because I'd get a cool MUFON jacket and I get to talk to some people
0: about aliens. That'd be kind of cool. I want one of the hats.
2: Yeah, I joined. I joined MUFON. I'm in the Maryland chapter, and so That's they awesome. meet monthly. They get guest speakers in. Um, I get the uh, monthly uh, subscription, and I have access to their websites and their research materials so yeah it's been it's been pretty interesting
1: i can i can say the least i i always look at their um probably once a week i look at their their ufo uh live map and i think it's always interesting just how many daily occurrences that they get or reports that they get especially in in my little neck of the woods in virginia so i think that's you know and and you know i always i expect to see you know the like oh i have a i see something that you know I've seen before, but i've seen up there that there's actually alien encounters in our area so i don't know how much of that is you know credible or not credible that's my thing
2: i would say it the probability of credibility is pretty high especially like in virginia maryland along the eastern seaboard because of uh, all the military activity that goes up and down the uh, eastern side of the united states as well as the western side if you look at the historical sightings there's more toward the coast and less toward the middle america and i think the reason for that is they're following our technology as it matures and they're following our battle groups and um they have interests in our air facilities and our nuclear facilities and things like that. So I think there's a distinct pattern there where they operate.
1: Now, do you, do you have any, like in your own personal research, like, do you know, like, why, why is that? Why do they follow? Like, obviously it's not just us. There's reports around the world, but when I say it like this, I mean, um, why do they follow? Like, why, what's so interesting about our technology that's, in your opinion,
2: yeah, uh, I think our well, I think they follow our technology because uh, well, we're the predominant military in the world for one thing, so they want to keep an eye on that. Um, we have a lot of advanced technology that we utilize on a regular basis, uh, so they want to keep track of that. I think uh, they're more in a passive, observant mode, uh, just watching to see how the technology is mature. To make sure that they're not uh, uh, we don't get into this mutually destructive environment like we were in the 80s with the Soviets. I make mean, sure right? they're not
0: blowing shit up. Yeah,
2: so they, they, they have a vested interest, I think, because they have a vested interest in the earth as a whole, uh, the natural element of the earth. Um, I think they take advantage of all that natural energy. That's how they help propel themselves and communicate and, and do uh, the things that they do that or is a mystery to us. Um, and I think, I think they, they um, have an interest in, in how we manage the earth and the environment. And I think that's predominantly why they're here. But otherwise they would have been more aggressive by now. And if you go back into the thousands of years of uh, sightings and uh, the idea that there was ancient aliens here a long time ago, and we communicated with them, uh, it, it kind of makes sense
1: yeah and and it kind of does and you know i i have a theory that you know uh, a lot of people will sit there and say that you know they're interested in us for like uh they want to steal our resources this or that but like for for beans to help us along along the way i think it's kind of a mutual interest uh in my opinion that you know kind of look at us as, as, like trade partners or, Hey, join us and, you know, look, look what's out there kind of a deal. So I think that's, uh, I've always thought that I don't see them as, you know, angry beings. Like they want to enslave us, but almost like, I'm not going to say equals because they're obviously not equal to them, but as a, as a child learning to
2: walk. Yeah. I, I, I tend to agree with that. I think they're, they're bringing us along slowly. Um, there, uh, obviously there's some type of, um, I wouldn't say a checklist, but there's some type of natural progression they wanted to meet before they come fully out in the open and tell us what they're doing here and why they're here. I think they trusted our ancient civilizations early on, and I, I think they actually visited and they traded technology back then and and helped them build some of those very uh, engineering-intensive it, sites like the pyramids or uh, down in uh, Mexico uh, places like that. It, if you look at uh, just the, the sheer magnitude of the mathematics involved in building a pyramid, um, you would think that they, they had help. And I think because of that, I think that's the reason why gold was so important back then is because I think that was a commodity that the ancient aliens needed to progress, you know, in their technology curve so to speak so the reason why they stopped making themselves known is that's the big question and uh, why they're in a passive mode now although they're relatively aggressive in their sightings they're they're more and more aggressive in letting us know they're here um, but the purpose is still kind of you know that's the thing that's kind of unknown at this point what's the maybe purpose it's, in all the sightings
1: it's it would, maybe it's something that's lost in time you know what i mean like Maybe we knew what their purpose was uh, back then, kind of a deal. But now, like, as people progressed and, oh, we can do it better, we don't need them, or whatever happened to them not being a direct intervention with us, uh, maybe it's something that was lost, you know? Because there's tons of things that were, you know, lost in history, lost in time, kind of a deal, and that may be one of them.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think uh, the people they communicated with, they used their natural languages, and uh, a long time we've we've lost the ability to, you know, uh, harvest those languages over a period of history and, uh, and learn from them. I, I think I, there's a pattern to how they deploy. I, I it's reasonable to assume, being uh, coming from the Navy, that they deploy like a, like a, what I would suggest a carrier battle group, where they have a mothership. And then they have, you know, different layers of sensors and technology that's out there actively doing things like collecting signals and then collecting against biology, uh, utilizing their artificial intelligence in, in challenges like uh, flight challenges with our, our aircraft, for instance, to see how fast we can maneuver with them, uh, things like that. I think there's a pattern to how they deploy, although nobody really talks about why they're here. I think there's a pattern to why they're here and it kind of makes sense in the context of if we can think about doing things like that forward deploying forces and uh, working as a battle group and having a strategy of sensors up forward and, and protective resources back aft. Um, I think, I think they deploy in a similar manner.
1: Yeah, and I would agree. Cause I feel like there is like, I feel like, you know, our, our, our military, you know, it's it's structured in layers, uh, as you were saying, and I feel like that's kind of what they're doing. You know, what what we see with the um, with the orbs and and different crafts, and you know, obviously report back to a mothership, and they report back home. So I mean, there's got to be. I feel like in all in all beings uh, human animal, there's some sign of hierarchy or structure, uh, a method to their madness, if you would, uh, to that. So I would, I 100% agree with you. you know, with their, with their development and, and as we're seeing them um, different vehicles, uh, different shapes. Um, now, whether if they're interdimensional beings or not, that's uh, still up for argument. We don't know, but, uh, there are some evidences that, uh,
2: Let's say yes. So,
0: oh, they're uh, definitely skipping around. They're definitely skipping galaxies. Yeah
2: there's, yeah, there's a hierarchy to what they're doing. I agree with that. I think, you know, at the end of the day, there's a purpose, and, and uh, their hierarchy meets that purpose. But the questions that still remain are, do they have bases on Earth, and where would those bases be? And then, if not, how close to Earth are they to make the uh, hop, skip, and jump from their home planets? and then uh the other thing is how do they how do they uh basically refurbish themselves i mean how how much does their technology last before they have to replace it uh you know where their food sources are if they if they have sources like that you know those types of things still need to be answered right yeah because they need
1: need fuel or they need i mean not fuel but uh, obviously, space space is very vast and unforgiving. So, I, I would imagine that no matter what kind of craft you have it's it's going to have some kind of wear and tear on your vehicle. And then, you know, I never even really put two and two together about food. I mean, like, I mean, if they are here, like, what do they eat? What do they do? So that's you know, I've never even put two two together on that. Yeah, I think there's a small amount work.
2: of them here, and they and they utilize they small crews in a way that uh, capitalizes on artificial intelligence. So you'll have maybe a team of guys, you know, controlling a bunch of uh, patrol craft, right? Just like they do in Star Wars or something like that, where you have the, all the guys at the consoles basically run in the fight. And I think there's some, some structure like that. There has to be, to be able to uh, simultaneously run the, the systems as well as collect and and then support themselves. So it makes sense.
1: That is, it's very, that does make sense a lot. I mean, Jason and I have gone down this deep hole and we've become more and more aware of what's going on in in our world when it comes to these uh, people taking matters in their own hands and finding out answers to themselves. So I definitely, like, encourage that a lot because i mean you know if you want answers go find them yourself
0: i mean that's let's uh let's read let's rewind a little bit i want to focus on i want to focus on something here what you got what do you think they eat oh god i mean they're little guys right it's not like they're like you know pumping hgh and doing muscle milk well i guess i guess it
1: all depends all right so now you open the book i mean
0: Let's, now you open the book. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. They got to be eating what some kind of. What species? You know what I'm some saying? Of, some kind of stuff that's good for the brain. They got to be eating brain food. Something, you know, because yeah. they got these huge noggins.
1: They're, well, you're talking about the greys. So the greys are
0: uh,
1: the most commonly reported I've found.
0: Uh, uh, I, don't, I don't like the greys. The greys
1: are, the gray, they say they're a little bit, you know, they're, they're the ones that uh, intimidate like people the, the most. They like to
0: do the butt stuff.
1: They do like to hear the butt stuff, and then but then you found like there's people they're called the whites, and they're like Nordic looking beings, the angels, Uh, yeah, they look like angels, uh, very like pure white hair, tall, uh, very fair skin. You know what I mean? I imagine they would have like a semi normal diet, you know what I mean? Because they're the most human like, uh, in a way, but uh, maybe they eat frogs, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they <laughs> they
0: got
2: well that could account for the shortage of frogs. Yeah. Uh, I mean good a frog food. shortage. Yeah, there's a frog shortage. Who told you what what since when is there a frog shortage? Because of pollution. They're like one of the first signs of uh pollution is when the frogs uh stop mating or they start disappearing. That's why there's so many frog species on the uh on the uh, endangered, list. endangered list, yeah. Exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. I thought they were supposed to rain down from the heavens when shit was hitting the fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Nope. Nope. So, so
0: we're running we low on frogs, John. Mm-hmm. John running told Frogs you never told me about the frog shortage. I mean um, I
1: thought it was common
0: knowledge. I was no, now <laughs> <there was, laughs> I didn't know there was a frog shortage.
1: I, kind of, I didn't I didn't know. I didn't Maybe know that's why
0: they're coming home. Maybe that's why they're showing They we're like, what the fuck are you guys doing with the frogs? Yeah. Who knows? I
1: mean, and it's crazy too, because, like, you know, this I guess it goes through a circle of time that, you know, species kind of uh, hit their end of their peak, but it, it, due to human intervention or not. I mean, side note, there used to be a, uh, a, in our area from Virginia all the way down to the Carolinas, there actually used to be a colorful bird that you would find, like, in the rainforest. Um, it was called the Carolinas. Uh, forget the name but it was like a tropical bird it looked like it was crazy i mean it's like orange and red and blue like they went extinct because of humans they they shot them so, so little, it's a little tidbit for you
0: uh we didn't we didn't kill their environment we just shot them out of the sky yeah and they made hats
1: out of them
2: <laughs> i think the aliens eat something out of the ocean to be honest with you
1: I, you know, and I would agree with you because they seem to like the ocean.
2: Yeah, they're they're a lot. They're over water a lot. Um, if you listen to what's been going on with the Navy battle groups, um, they're constantly in the water environment, right? Uh, coming in and out of the water. Uh, so I think if there was any near Earth bases or on Earth bases, they're probably in the water. And I think they either farm themselves or they utilize uh Some life cycle in the ocean to to feed themselves. One of the reason. fish. Is-
1: what, what about cattle?
2: You think they get a little bit of surfing turtle?
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Go down to Arizona.
2: And
0: get some of them cheeseburgers.
1: Yeah. You, you know. They always- Hear about like the Skinwalker Ranch and like the, the cattle mutilation there and stuff like that. Uh, it's very, it's, it's definitely pretty, pretty overwhelming the evidence that they had. I mean, with their fixation on cattle, but I never really put two and two together on the seafood. That's, I mean, that's, that sounds like my kind of diet.
2: Well, you know, there's two theories on the cattle mutilization. there's one that it was aliens, and then another one that it was. We were doing it to basically put a false narrative in that the aliens were doing it to scare everybody. It was a setup. Really? Yeah, yeah. Because there's a lot of guys, there's a lot of deathbed confessions now from the guys that were working the problems in the 50s and 60s. And a lot of them will come out and said that that was actually the Air Force running an operation. I, I don't know there's not enough evidence to but if you're looking at if you're looking at the, the political environment at the time and you had to come up with a way to scare people off the topic that would be one way to do it is showing a bunch of ugly pictures of mutilated cattle so.
1: yeah i would 100 percent agree with you because i mean who wants to look at that but there's also too been some reports of um Especially, I, I go back to the Skin Rocker Ranch because it's the most like documented place on earth, like scientifically, when it comes to this. Um, but, you know, like the former, former so before uh, the, the Bigelow Industries took over, uh, the farm, the owners of the ranch, the ones that owned it in the 90s and the first owners, uh, talked about a lot of weird shit happening to their cows. Like, like, and, you know, they're in the like middle of, like, Utah. So, you know, it kind of makes me wonder, like, if they did it in the, like, now the government jumped on board and, you know, like, oh, yeah, see, it was just us the whole time.
2: Yeah. The, the other thing that I think of was uh, illegal medical experiments, right? If you were going to try to develop a series of drugs or find new ways to counter cancer and, um, you know, using livestock was legal, then there could be a a uh, reasonable suggestion that they were doing it illegally and they were just you know snatching things from cows and stuff
1: well yeah well
2: right because how else are you gonna how else are you going to you know perfect the drugs without having any willing animals to or animals to do it and and that type of thing was illegal so there's probably a couple different theories out there I wouldn't I wouldn't lean toward the evidence uh, because what does that do for them I mean you can study a cow so many times right it doesn't change the biology doesn't change over time so logically if they're such an advanced race why would they study cows it just doesn't make sense to me
1: 100% agree with you because each person's different. When it comes to because there's so many factors to each person, which makes each person so unique, you know. Right. But cows, I mean, they're cows pretty. Are, cows are cows. Cows are cows. cows. I mean, it's the yeah. same diet, same and you know, there's nothing that changes. So that's I would
0: man, that's crazy. Didn't even think about that perspective, man.
2: Yeah, it's it's just you just boil it down to you know, the ground floor of what makes sense. And and cows, if you're an if you're an alien advanced race, cows don't make much sense to me to to uh, you know do experiments on for forty years. It just doesn't make sense.
1: Now there was a uh,
2: what if they're so, into it?
1: So <laughs> yeah. back back in that day, they so there's legend. Legend says,
0: legend that,
1: says, yeah, legend says that Eisenhower had a secret meeting with aliens. Yeah. they came up with some kind of truce saying that, all right, you got to stop doing this. Um, You can maybe do eczematics.
0: You can abduct like two people a year, but you got to tell us.
1: So that's, that makes me wonder too, if
0: like they did the cows as an offset, like,
1: all right, well, maybe we'll run our own medical experiments or whatever on these cows
2: yeah maybe I, I there's some credit there's some uh, credibility to the eisenhower meeting especially now um the fact that presidents since before eisenhower knew about ufos they started making their uh you know presence known after world war ii primarily especially after the use of nuclear weapons um the, the fact that there's always been a theory that Presidents know, and there's a long-standing uh, some type of agreement between the various governments of the world and the United States and the aliens, and and that's the reason why they don't do much, you know, as far as uh, antagonizing civilians. Um, But, but you know, that that kind of makes sense too from a technology transfer uh, theory. That we've been able to capitalize on leaps in technology because of our interaction with mm-hmm. aliens and their technology, like crashed aircraft, for instance. Yeah. I think they crashed their aircraft early on, and now they don't do as much because they don't send out hard-bodied craft as much anymore. They do a lot more uh, sensor strategy collection, and they keep their hard-bodied craft you know, closer to home or closer to the mothership. They're not sending them out like they were back then we um, keep, they keep sure stealing your shit yeah there's less <laughs> crashes and, and the fact is that they they probably have a low number of people a uh, low number of crew put it that way or, Yeah, you know aliens and whether they rotate them or not you know do you do like a year on earth and then you go back to your home base or do you go back to the moon to party for a couple months and then you come back to the earth you know what type of rotation do they have are they here forever when they come out here which I don't know I don't think so I think they do some type of rotations and then they have a small number of them here. And then when they lose a few, it impacts their mission. And so they stop, you know, flying and crashing and stuff and they minimize their interaction.
1: I would hundred percent agree with you on that. Cause I mean, they, cause obviously we're not home. So I, you know, any, everybody wants to go home. So that's uh that makes you wonder too. I mean, their basins must be set up if they are because you have to have something because you're not going to keep traveling back and forth. So you got to have some kind of base set up to, you know, set up camp if you would. And, you know, you can hang out and have some downtime kind of a deal. So yeah, I mean, it makes you wonder. Cause I mean, and and going back to what we're saying about, you know, our advances in technology, I think that's been proven 110%. Um like the memory metal, for exact, uh, for uh, example, as the Roswell. I mean, we can buy that now. There's a company in Ohio, right next to Wright Patterson Air Force Base, that makes a memory metal, and you can buy it right now on their website. Yeah. So it's it's a uh, you know it's definitely helped us along tremendously.
2: Yeah, I agree with that. I think yeah, I agree with that. I think. Uh, what do you think it's gonna say? What do you think the report's gonna say when that comes out? It's kind of running late. They're saying it's already in the so, middle of the month and they haven't they haven't released it yet. What do you think it's gonna say?
1: So I have a theory that I mean, obviously that I, I think they're going to say, hey, we've had their stuff. This is it. Cause I all right. So this is my theory. I got to collect my thoughts on this one. Mm-hmm. So they're going to come out and say that that yeah. We don't know what they are exactly, but we do have their stuff. Um, by the way, look what we made from this.
2: Oh, you yeah. I-, that, I think that's that's going. Yeah, that I think that's probably going further than where they're going to go. I think what they're going to do is I think they're going to use a crawl, walk, run approach over time. So they're pressured to release the report. So they're going to release the report. and They're going to say. Yeah, we see this aerial phenomenon, this technology phenomenon. We're not quite sure what it is. It could be, you know, off world, but then again, it could be an enemy like China or Russia, but we don't quite know, but we're gonna to continue to investigate it. And that's about as far as they're gonna go. And then the next phase of the reporting is gonna be, I yeah, found, we found technology uh, over a period of time. Yes, in fact, we've been visited. They can make the confirmation that the aliens actually landed somewhere, or crashed somewhere. Uh, keeping them in the air keeps them away from the problem set, right? But when you bring them to Earth, then that's a whole different dynamic you have to worry about, being actually here, being, being close to civilians. And that, that warrants a, another, you know, Kate, another round of discussion. They can't do it all at once, they have to take it in phases. And then the last phase is, yeah, we've known they've been here, they've been on Earth, they visited us, we talked to them, we have agreements, and uh, here's the real reason why they're here uh, is to bring us into the, the world, the world community of uh, or space community of planets or whatever, something like that. So I think they got to take it in phases to bring everybody along. Otherwise, there might be too much panic. There's be questioning religion, you know, all these all these types of things could go wrong and, uh, you know, create more problems than it's worth.
1: So you took the Warner von Braun
2: approach, which is my favorite thing to quote.
1: So Warner von Braun brought over from Operation Paperclip, started NASA. Um, but in an interview that he did, uh, I have it saved to my phone. I can't remember what exactly uh, it was from the con, but he had five predictions. Four of them came true. The last one is that um, the last one is there's going to be a False flag alien invasion—that's going to move us to a one-world government. So, almost in a in a roundabout way, it's kind of when we do hit the the galactic community, if you would—I uh, I'm a patent this right now—the GN, the Galactic Nations—that uh, you we wouldn't we can't have too many kings in the kingdom. We would have to have one king in the kingdom run the whole planet. You know what I mean? You can't have presidents of the United States or kings or whoever. You know what I mean? So right. It's kind of like those baby steps. Like you have to have the card set right before this to happen, or we hit the galactic world because it'd just be utter chaos if you didn't.
2: Well, and I think uh, Reagan in '85 in his speech to the UN when he talked about an off-world threat how would we work together to counter it is basically go going in that direction. I think he let it go, uh, to put the question in everybody's head. Hey, what if, what does off world threat mean to us and, and how would we bond against it? Right. Or yeah. how, how do we advance ourselves as a humanity and in, in, in world in, in the world ownership? Right. And we own earth.
0: Maybe we don't own a
2: Maybe we're just uh, visitors here like a bunch of other people that have come and gone over a period of time.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean it's definitely it's definitely food for thought. Cause I mean it's the wrong, the the crawl walk run that seems seems a little bit more logical in my opinion than these are real, we have them, they're bodies, cause yeah, because it would just dismantle everything. Um, but again, like I have a feeling, I mean. I, I think it was, I was reading an article on Popular Mechanics or Wired that they found like patents for like warp drives for the U.S. Navy. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, so it, it's just kind of like the SR-71 Blackbird or like the, you know, the Spirit, you know what I mean? Like maybe we yep. have technology that's coming out that people are going to be like, where the hell did this come from? Right. And maybe that's where the crawling comes from be like oh yeah so we found some things and we figured out how they worked
2: right i think the advantage when we went from like regular radar 2d radar to 3d like the Aegis system is a a three-day 3d phased array radar i when, when i got a suspicion that when they started fielding Aegis, uh, and they started picking up all these anomalies and they thought, well, it's got to be the new, new computer system. It's got to be the new radar. They're picking up all these air anomalies. They didn't know what it was, and they kept on basically resetting and reprogramming Aegis. I think over a period of time, those anomalies t- became actualities, meaning they were real targets, right? And they were, they were UFOs or unknowns all along. Uh, and it just took us a, a period of time to understand that. It wasn't our system. It's what's really out there that, that we're catching. And I think we've made that transition, right? Because a lot of the reporting now that the Navy has is, uh, you know, multiple battle groups, multiple ages systems, you know, following the same things. And I think our leap in technology allowed us to do continuous tracking of these things and, and make the uh, the believability better, put it that way.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think, uh, cause I, I mean, who knows what, I don't know what
2: came first,
1: you know, the 3D radar or the putting two and two together of, whoa, these things are real. I mean, that's, that's, that's a question I'd like to have answered, but, um, but what is, I mean, it, it's such a loaded question, like what's going to actually come out of this disclosure? Like, I really didn't have high hopes for it in the beginning. I knew, like, well, they got to get their budget, they got to do something because it's like the government requesting a Freedom of Information Act from itself, you know? So, I mean, and the CIA has begun to uh, declassify or declassify a lot of things too. So, I mean, that's, I feel like we're having steps in the right direction, but I don't think it's going to be the answer that everybody wants it to be, you know, the, the sexy answer, you know what I mean? Like, I think it's yeah. going to be, we don't. No, know.
2: I, I think they're going to say that. Yeah, we've been tracking these things for a while. We have the technology to do it, but we don't quite know enough. And we're going to invest some time and effort and 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 uh, budget into analyzing them some more. So they got to get more money. It's a money grab to be able to do some more analysis of it. We're not going to have all the answers on the first run. That's for sure.
1: So what we've learned with our CE five and what the narrative is is. You know, we've seen that the narrative has changed to, you know, uh, they turned into from threats to unknowns back to threats. Uh, then all of a sudden, space force was created. So space, it makes me wonder, yeah, space force, yes, space force. So it makes me wonder, like, I mean, are they using this too as a um, a weapons of mass destruction to flood more to have a space fleet if you would you know what I mean to protect us from these beings that maybe we really have no you know they have, I feel like they have no ill will you know
2: yeah I, I you know that the, the uh, question of protectionism from uh, aliens um, really if you go back to thousands of years again um, and you believe in ancient aliens um, they're there was never anything negative said about the alien visitation at all in any of the records. Right. Other than the fact that we capitalized on their ability to give us technology and, and, uh, trained us in, in, in being able to accomplish all these great things in the record of history. There's never been anything negative about an alien visit other than what's been in recent history, which is, you know, snatching bodies and cow mutilations and things like that which i think the snatching snatching people it was probably true but the mutilation and all the other things i don't think are
1: yeah no i and i agree because i mean that's you know the the mutilation and everything else like i always thought that was like well this is interesting like here's another narrative to it you know what i mean and Um, there's a show on Discovery that's pretty good. uh, The guy's like a former FBI agent, and apparently he interviewed, I don't know how true this thing is, because obviously it's television, but apparently he interviewed uh, a guy that used to work for the Air Force as counterintelligent with these things, and his purpose was to spread disinformation. So I think, you know, you know, when it comes to the counter mutilation, like, it's maybe like an 80-20. Like, yeah, they did do it, but The other 80% was us to keep the narrative. Well, if you
2: listen to the uh, CIA perspective on uh, false narrative, uh, you know, going back to the late 40s, there was uh, I've seen reports where there was uh, intelligent agency embeds in every newspaper in America that would help shape the discussion or the The narrative on things they wanted or things Uh they didn't want and so i kind of agree with the fact that our press has always been manipulated one way or another and the intelligence community has a had a large part in it early on
1: yeah because i mean they need they need things to go their way to to i guess complete their mission and press being the number one thing of it you know it's 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 very interesting that you know they said that MK Ultra ended, but did it really? Did it just move to let's just manipulate the news and tell them, you know not mind control in a way, but you know to sway public opinion and, and use use trigger words to to get a reaction from us, right? So that makes you wonder. So that's a uh, that's interesting. Would uh, with the disclosure happening? I mean. There's been a large movement of people going out to find their own answers. Uh, from our past episodes, um, you know, we interviewed a lot of people that are involved okay. uh, wow. in CE5. I mean, Jason and I met some pretty, pretty interesting people, and I use "interesting" in a great, in a great, in a great way. By the way, I mean, they're hands down, probably like the
0: smartest people I've ever met oh um our friends are our new friends
1: yes our new friends
0: they know their they know their stuff man
1: yeah and it's it's very interesting and
0: i mean in 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 that i mean it's
1: so from going out to collecting your information i mean what do you what do you think about that
2: um i think there's i think they're all right
1: It happened it happened again. So we
2: got black in.
0: We're let's, back. Settle, let's settle a topic of debate here, Johnny.
1: Alright, what do um, we got?
0: That that interference that was happening earlier, was that uh the fiery redheaded toddler maniac doing stuff or was that the government?
1: Uh, what kind of interference did you hear?
0: Any hammering? Yeah.
1: That's a fiery redhead. Uh <laughs> clinging two tracks together. <laughs> Yeah. What about
0: what sounded like a radio signal? What about that?
1: I don't know about that. I didn't hear that. So, if you yeah. heard a radio signal, that yeah. may be that might have been the
2: government heard but... it on our side.
1: Yeah, no, I didn't hear it. No, if you heard clanging in the background, that's a uh, that's my beloved son. Uh, any radio interference that our audience may hear, I don't know.
0: That's a black man,
1: yeah, maybe it. it's all right. It's a mixed bag of nuts today. <laughs> so, but uh it's uh where were we i'm I lost train of thought because I was trying to reconnect and it didn't even let me do any of this stuff um, oh yeah our, our our other our other friends there i mean so where where's your
2: stance uh
1: oh, Captain, about uh about people you know going out and seeking their own information
2: I think you can i i think the the information is out there. Um, I think the CE5 events are good things because I think it shows that uh, over a period of time, the entities are trying to communicate. The The trick is, I don't think we're in a position to communicate with them yet. Uh, that We haven't found the common ground. And I think that's why they keep on trying, is to try to stumble into what the common ground really is. Uh, in a in a one-on-one environment i'm not talking about politics or anything else i think they already got yeah. that one down
1: No, yeah, and and i think that's uh definitely i mean it's just a way of communication uh that we're lacking or maybe we're not involved enough to uh to receive maybe they are sending this information and we're just too stupid to figure it out as humans you know what i mean
2: so well yeah, yeah i so. think i think you know think about the brain power we have right and how much we really use versus how much capacity we have to use. I think they're trying to tap into that over a period of time. And uh, I think there's going to be some cool stuff coming down the road in the next 10 or 15 years.
1: I, 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 I tend to agree with you. I mean, especially, uh, um, you know, Elon Musk talking about putting computers in us. So who knows? Who knows what that's going to entail?
2: Yeah, I, I don't think that other than what the what the entities use to, uh, you know, fly around and do the things they do, I think uh, the next event is going to be purely, uh, it wouldn't be physical, maybe psychological, right? Yeah. That's where yeah. I think, I think that's where it's going to go over over time.
1: And I feel like it's going to be when we say psychological, Like I really think it's going to be like the good type of psych- psychological where... It's this promotion of or or this notion of, of love and unity almost, you know, not to be touchy feely or anything like that. But I feel like if this is gonna work and we are going to join like the galactic nations there, um, that you know, we do have to have a sense of unity, like I'm American, I'm Russian, no, it's I'm human, you know, yeah. and you gonna right. have to have that step forward in our race. Before yeah. anything
2: happened, Jason, what's that story about we saw on the TV about the uh, the people in that village, the, the kids, the orphanage, and they came across this the alien spacecraft, and they were standing on top, and they were all in school. It was a school in England.
0: Uh, and, no,
1: it was uh, South Africa, wasn't it? What was it, South Africa or England?
2: Was, I think it was South Africa. Either or, they had it. They, they had accents. <laughs> Same place. Yeah, it was South Africa, because they were out in the they were out in the bush.
0: They were not out in the bush. They they were in a playground.
2: Yeah, that's out in the bush for them.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, but they were super the, cool for them. The craft came down, and uh, without saying anything, these kids started communicating with them all. And they all got the same message. And they were asked about it like thirty years later, and it was the same thing.
2: Yeah, their overwhelming feeling of love and unity. And when they wave, they waved back. Right. Well, that was
0: different. That was different. That was a different one.
2: That, that was in England. That was, that was England.
0: England but, is, then, uh, but they had the same messaging,
2: right, when they left. They still had that feeling of... Don't screw up the Earth. Yeah, exactly. Right. Protect what you have. That type of messaging.
1: Yeah. You only get one Earth. Right. Man, that's cool. I mean, I heard about that, too. Um, I didn't hear about this story. I think I heard it on the Joe Rogan podcast. A uh, guy... Um, it was a documentarian. Um Telling, telling uh explaining to joe about um about the documentary that this gentleman made about the children from south africa and now they're adults he's interviewed him again and it's exactly the same story as they were
2: you that's, know yeah we the, the story that we're talking about yeah, yeah yeah that's it but you know it's kind of funny that mainstream media like joe rogan's picked this up right and and it's a majority of what everything he talks about now is related to this topic almost
1: yeah, it's every other episode you know it makes so, you wonder like what's what's the is is it for her his his own personal gain or maybe it's a narrative to desensitize us.
2: I think it's intentional right because uh, think about the History Channel had a lot of credibility and then they started doing the ancient aliens series what about 10 years ago yeah the first what the mainstream media actually come out and endorse the, the possibility of aliens? And so it's kind of picked up from there. But from what I remember, they were the first ones to come out and actually start a series. So there's there's promotion of the idea, right? That they're out there. And it just keeps strengthening over time. And uh, that's the direction we're going in. They can't go back now.
1: Maybe to to rewind where we were, like maybe right now we're in the crawl phase. You know what I mean? Like, Jason and I have always talked about, like, how we're seeing, like, aliens more and more, like, you know, watching Sesame Street with with Finn. And, you know, there's – they're having a play, but Elmo wants to be the alien. They want to be the Martian. You know what I mean? Like, now you're getting kids used to the idea of, oh, aliens. You know what I mean? Like, oh, cool. You know? So it makes me wonder if we're in the crawl phase and we don't even know it because we've been so desensitized or it's all over it's everything i mean it's all over everything that you look at now it's you know it used to be this taboo of oh no this you know what i mean but now it's yeah it's coming a real a real thing
2: right yeah no i agree um you know the the kids got a good story about five years ago (laughs) i we were in a car traveling. I said, hey, you know, aliens are real. In about five years, you know, there's going to be enough to to say that uh, they are real. And they all laughed at me. But now here we are five years later. <laughs> that that was like 10 years ago. 10 years ago. And there, <laughs> and now here we are, right? So it's it's just a matter of time.
1: Who's laughing now? <laughs> yeah,
2: who's, who's laughing who's... now?
1: <laughs> yeah, your
2: lovers. You're oh, all alien your lovers. Yeah.
1: <laughs> nerd
2: get out of here dad yeah, <laughs> Nerds. yeah exactly now look we're on what the was brian's today. reaction he laughed he's Dad's crazy <laughs>
1: <laughs> now look at you now, look 10 years later we talked to jeff who claims that he knows somebody from another dimension that lives here on earth
2: oh that's cool
1: yeah and he wouldn't disclose any information we wouldn't want him to do that but uh she lives all by herself and she he uh he says that they met in a uh, a conference and that she is not human uh, when it comes to like Homo sapien, but it, she looks just like us almost. But she's an interdimensional being. I don't,
0: I don't agree with this at all. I think it's Banana Land. <laughs> you think but so? I just think it's Banana Land. I, I can't get with that. That, that okay. alien. I mean, like I, we talked about it, and that's. And that's fine. Like people believe what they want to believe, but I just, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. To me, that's, it's too much. Well,
1: it's too much for you. But again, it's one of those things that just because you can't wrap your head around it
0: doesn't mean it's true. No, I or can wrap true. my head around it. Um, um, uh, but I just, uh, meh. what makes know. it not? What makes it not believable to you? That, uh. What that uh, that there's aliens on a planet that are that are human,
1: or no, like living among us.
0: Um, I don't know. It's just like to me, I think that if that was a real thing, and these these aliens, you know, went about their their business and uh, they assumed human identities and they had social security numbers and and credit cards and phones and stuff like that. I just think that, uh, we would, we would know about it. We, we would know. Um, I just don't think that, uh, um, What if we do know about it? This and is we're, it. Just, we're just letting them live their lives, living, Live yeah, it's their like best, a, best life it's and post on like Twitter a, and all that stuff. It's
1: like a foreign exchange dude, man.
0: I don't know, man. I, I don't, it's, I, I just think, uh, it's it's just I, that's that's just I, it's not that it's too much. I just don't think you know we the, our government would allow people like that just to coexist. Like here's your social security number. Yeah, we know your kid's an alien, but uh, you know I hope he has a good life and that he gets a job somewhere and that he's successful. You know I just don't I don't buy that.
2: I think they're undercover. Uh, I think they they play the game right. Um, to be as close to us as possible. Um, I, I think there's a small percentage, but it's nothing uh, to be really concerned about. They're just they're just you know, undercover. I think now if it,
0: they're I think if they're as smart as, as we uh, believe that they are, I think after a couple of years they were like, Get me the fuck out of this body. This place is crazy. This is crazy town. I want off. I want to go back to where I live. Now, it
1: makes you wonder, too, where it's, you know, because Jeff, he explained it as a, you know, they're here for, like, a Peace Corps mission, you know what I mean? Like, they're here to, as a, not, I wouldn't say really recon, reconnaissance, but as a, this is what we're doing, this, like, this sucks, we should improve this, you know what I mean? It's,
2: it's I, kind I, of this... I think there's a possibility that they're on a recruiting mission, right? And they're looking for humans that are receptive to their messaging, either subliminal, right? Like in CE5 events or physical as in they're they're here in small groups, talking to people, because the more that they bring people over into their fold, the better off the messaging is going to be in the long run, right? Uh, yeah. The more, the more allies they have outside of politics, the stronger they're going to be in the big reveal.
0: I think both you guys are bananas. You Thank guys are, you think, you you think guys are right? both cuckoo bananas. I don't think there's any aliens disguised as humans
2: living here. I don't think they're disguised as humans. I think they 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 maybe are eighty percent human.
1: Whoa, like hybrids.
2: Right, exactly. Like. I think we we trace all our DNA to off planet an off planet environment i don't know what that is or where that is but if you look at the messaging through time there's always been a common there's always common themes throughout all of history one is we've been either uh modified not modified but we we our existence is owed to a heavenly body right Something comes out of the sky in flames and has talked to us in almost every religion. We've built these big monuments to some type of astrological following. And gold is the primary reason everyone exists, is to own gold. So I, I think there's they're all tied to an off-world environment that we've come from.
0: I think it's about 0.08% alien and ninety nine point oh two percent human.
1: Well, right, so that 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 also goes to my theory of the divine intervention of the missing link. So they're always trying to find the missing link between us and primates. But what if that missing link was a intervention of, like the captain was saying that, oh, they just need this to be productive. So here you go. And they and they just let us loose. It's like tagging sharks in the ocean.
2: Yeah, yeah, something you know. like that, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, like so, something something like that. And like, oh man, look what man, look what they're they could be part of us. Look at this world that they have, and we can, you know, we can trade. You know what I mean? I, so I think they
2: do. I think they do keep track of the people that they find that are receptive to their messaging over a period of time those people, if you listen to them, have been contacted over and over and over again. So there's no coincidence in that, that they've been able to um, track people that are sympathetic to their message streams. Put it that way.
1: It's funny that you say that too, because everyone that's done the CE5 and has made contact, um, they tell stories like they're walking the dog, and all of a sudden they call them their star family. Their yep. star family shows up, and, you know, there they are. They didn't summon them or anything like that. They knew it was around the block, walk with a dog. And, you know, that narrative happens you know, more than more than once. So, right. I mean, it has some validity to what you're saying. So, I mean, it's almost like a geotag of, oh, this, this guy understands. This guy gets it. So let's just uh, let's see what he's got to say. Or maybe, right. maybe he
2: Right. And as they're deploying around the world, right, in their battle groups, they're, they're keeping track of these guys and say 100 miles off, somebody sees a, uh, a sensor entity. And then 100 miles from there, there's a, you know, a, a run in with a hard body craft. But at the very forward of the whole thing are these people that they're keeping track of. And just by coincidence, their technology that they're reporting back to is being cited at the same time. And yeah. I think if you did a big correlation on that, you would probably see some uh, relative cohesive, you know, environment that way, like a deployment environment.
1: Yes. That makes you that's food for thought for me too again. You know what I mean? It's it's kind of like you got to win the hearts and minds before you can win the war. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, exactly. It's it's, it's I mean that in a Fukutrivley way, but the war of of getting over ourselves and being a part of this, being more enlightened, if you would, but you have to win the hearts and minds of people before you even succeed at doing anything.
2: Right, and you want to keep yeah. track of those people, and you have yeah. to use your technology to do it. So you're on, you're deploying, and uh, and and just coincidentally, some of the other technologies you're using in your deployment are also being seen and photographed and things like that. I think there's a very, they're not every, everything that you see is not independent of each other, but I think they're all working together. We just don't know what the real big pattern is yet. And I think there's probably enough analysis where you can put a pattern together.
1: That's interesting too. Yes. Cause it, and that's it all, you know, their friends are going to tell their friends and there and so on. And then, that's where the pattern begins. Okay, who did they tell that was receptive? Let's go to them and see what they got going
2: on. <laughs> yeah, right. So. Exactly. Yeah, yep, that's what I think.
1: So, so, the, so there's been a emergence of groups uh, that came out. Uh, one in particular is to the Stars Academy uh, with the Tom DeLong, the former guitarist from Blink 182, and he partnered up with like a bunch of big bigwigs, uh, most importantly, Lou Elizondo. Uh, what do you think the validity of their group is? I mean, I feel like Lou, uh, Lou is not, uh, he's kind of got out of that group. kind of been on his own narrative lately. Uh, it, and it's been a positive one, but I feel like, you know, at first, you know, this group was spinning these things as threats. So, I mean, Do you have any take on that?
2: Yeah, I I think you have to spin it as a threat to be able to get money to counter it, right? So it's a money grab. If you you distinguish it as a threat, then it's a money grab to put technology in place and people in place to counter it. If it's not a threat, then there's no requirement for money.
1: So it's the uh, military-industrial complex kind of a deal. It's even if... We know that they're not a threat, but if we spend it as a threat, we get money to go play with them.
2: Right, exactly, exactly. Because yeah. if they're not a threat, and they're and we're and we're say, you know, uh, meeting them on our own terms. Then there's there's no money in a CE5 event other than showing up in the desert, right? And, and yeah. having a couple of beers and waiting for an alien to show up. There's no money yeah. in that. You don't need a lot of sophisticated technology to do that.
1: That's interesting. Cause the you know
2: scientific and- communities like, well, there's no value in this unless we can make it a threat. And then we can go after money and then we can find out really what they're doing.
1: That makes that makes perfect sense. And
2: I think and I think the aliens stay away from that, right? Or the entities stay away from that because they know it's a political trap. And that's why we see more of them in C E five events now than ever before. Is because they're going to the hearts and minds directly. They're kind of bypassing the industrial complex that would take advantage of them.
1: Yes, and that makes perfect sense. Because, like, all right, we're done dealing with these people. Like, we're just spinning tires. Let's yeah, just get exactly. and let's go. Let's go from there because this is not happening fast enough for us.
2: Right, and and we start to distinguish who our friends are from the people that don't care to the population that's afraid of us and we start building up a population of people that kind of concur with the fact that we're here. And those are the guys we're gonna align with over a period of time. And we're gonna use CE5 events to do that. In the meantime, we're gonna keep track of the industrial military complex to make sure they don't screw things up. And that's another part of their decree, I guess, is protectionism. Um, So communicate is one decree, protectionism is another decree. And I think that's how they kind of standardize their operations around those two things.
1: Yeah, I totally, one hundred percent agree with you on that. So that makes so that makes me uh, makes me wonder. You know, these other groups. I know it's all, you know, uh, like the doctor Greer's out there and all this stuff. Like, there's some groups that you know, especially like the one that we met through uh, Costa. He runs a called the People. People disclosure movement, where his message is to not wait on them, go seek it out yourself. Uh, you know, we don't need we don't need the government telling us that they're real because we know that they're real already. So, if more people had a mindset of that, I mean, I feel like the world would be a much better place. But
2: there's, yeah. you know, I think that's the right messaging. To be honest, uh, I think that's the right way to go. That's the right approach. But again, the false narrative is out there. And how I know it's a false narrative is when you get a guy that ran the E-Tip program, I think you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, and he comes out from a government job as a senior GS-15. And the next thing you know, he's out there talking about the program he ran in, in unclassified terms, but he's still talking about it. And his messaging is, is that the technology, the alien is, the aliens are a threat well that tells me that's an inside job and i he has no credibility with me for one because he ran the program for two his messaging is is uh, still pro pentagon pro protectionist pro their threat and i just don't i don't i don't agree with that and that's where i would lean toward the greers and those guys that have had their their um you know environment they understand it and they and they are confident in it in the ce5 environment and that that's the people i would tend to believe
1: yeah i agree because i mean you know i i was a a big fan of uh of tom Delon and uh you know when he came out with that to the stars academy i'm like oh cool you know you guys you're gonna we're gonna we're gonna tell you everything we're gonna do this. So, like, since they started, like, they promised us, like, all the stuff and, you know, become a shareholder and this and that. Like, they only released, like, two videos. I mean, granted, like, they did put themselves on the map for releasing releasing the Tic Tac video to CNN. But, I mean, now it's really starting to make sense where they were allowed to do this to get the. Let's. Maybe we're still crawling. You know what I mean? And let's, you know, yeah, you could put that up there because we need to tell them anything. Right. We to get too much to handle because there's only so much, you know, so, so much hiding you can do. You can only hide for so long before before it just really blatantly comes out and, like, oh, oh, by the way, we knew about these things, you know? Right.
2: Right. Yeah. They knew about it. They know about it. They, there's analysis done on it. Right. And the, and the fact that, if the government's been you know trying to uh put the probably the largest disinformation uh, framework together ever against ufos since the 40s then why trust them now i mean what's really changed it, well the, the, what's changed is the 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 depth of the sightings now right and the, yeah. and the personal communications with the entities that's all changed And that's the environment we're in now and that's the environment we're going to continue to go in but that runs counter to the official messaging right which is everybody scared and and that they're a threat because we need money
1: man that's exactly it all it is is
2: just i feel like it's a big money grab now
1: yeah
2: it's, it's gonna be and i think part of the reporting is you're gonna see this these guys testify in front of congress yeah, they and they're have to say, "Hey, uh, we're gonna need more money to continue to study this thing," Car- and their budgets are gonna go up. It's it's kind of foretold in like a bunch of the alien movies, right? <laughs> I mean, this this is like what happens in in the in the alien movie.
1: Yeah, you know, we found these things. Oh, everyone's scared, but it's okay. America's got you. We're gonna we're gonna combat this together. Right. It turns out we're friends. Uh, but look at all the cool stuff we have. So right, it's
2: all going to get collapsed under the space force. I mean, that's the—I think that's the whole reason why it's there. As yeah, I don't think the other agencies are giving up their piece of the pie yet because, again, it's a money grab. And if they give up their piece of the pie, they don't get that money anymore. Um, so, and they don't want to give that up to another government agency. So there's internal fighting, infighting, uh, with the agencies on who's going to do what in the future. Right now, it's the Office of Naval Intelligence working for the Director of Naval Intelligence, but uh, that's only because the Navy came out first with a lot of the reporting, and so you know they defer to us. Uh, but that's not going to way way it's going to be, you know, long term. They got to eventually shift everything to the to the air to the uh, Space Force.
1: I feel like that, yeah, because you can't have you can't have all these kings in a kingdom there. You know, you got to have specialized people right so that's I I 100% agree with you you know and uh man so
0: I got a doozy for you Johnny you ready for this one
1: you got what you got what you got
0: I'm going rogue I'm going rogue at the last minute you ready I'm going fucking I'm going AWOL (laughs) what if what if there's no rhyme or reason to them being here at all what if we read too much into it? Because as humans, philosophically, we struggle to find meaning. That's the human condition, right? There's got to be something to it. There's got to got, be gotta have reason. There's yeah. got to be rhyme and reason to everything, right? Why we exist. Oh, we were put here by God. Oh, we were put here by aliens. Oh, when we die, where do we go? We got to go somewhere. There's got to be more to it. We can't just be here. We're, we're super smart. We're smart than everybody. We're king of the kingdom. There's got to be more to it. And then there's always the argument of what if there isn't. Um, what if there's no rhyme or reason to them being here at all? They're just passing through.
1: Like explorers. Yeah.
0: They're just, they're just, they're just skipping rocks, man.
1: Well, no, cause then that, that contradicts everything that we've ever talked about in the past. Like I, you know, like even, uh, messages that we've heard from people um,
0: yeah but this that's true but this is all based on interpretation
1: that's true it's interpreting they're interpreting what
0: This, this is all there's there's yet to be some sort of manifesto from from uh some alien race that says this is why we're here this is our purpose they've yet to come down and communicate with us and be like hey uh this is this is what we're doing this is the plan they haven't done that yet. I mean, no, it's literally it. just like us interpreting signals, uh, and then uh, listening to the people who've had encounters and their interpretation of what they they've encountered. That makes a lot of sense
1: too. So, I mean, it makes you wonder too. Uh, you know what's what's real and what's not of all this. So, I mean, what if they is...
2: they're
0: just messing with us, man? What if they're <laughs> They're just playing ding dong bitch with the planets. <laughs>
1: I feel like yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's a lot. <laughs> that's of the third
2: planet from the sun, right? Yeah.
0: That like <laughs> messing Now yeah, we're just here. Yeah, we're just hanging out. Let's let's go mess down with those those human guys. Those guys are whack jobs. Let's go let's go mess with them for a little bit. And it could
1: be, hey, but they've been messing with us for millennia, though. That's a lot yeah, of that's, effort.
0: That's the thing too. That's what I love about um, Arrival is. Um, one of the things they address is our interpretation of time versus their interpretation of time. Right. And when they're communicating at the end of the movie when the guy goes rogue and he blows up the one alien, the one and, alien. The, and the other their interpretation of death and how they understand it in the movie is portrayed is far different from ours, right? There's no there's no different concept of it. The, there's their the concept of time is completely different. Um our concept of time is linear, and that's right. And they, they don't have a measurement for it in the movie. Um, you know, they do address the afterlife somewhat. Like, he's like, well, you know, she went to the other place, um, but he wasn't freaked out about it, which is uh, also pretty cool because that ties into one of the narratives that we've talked about many times is that these near-death experiences, these people, um, you know, they there's... When when these people encounter uh, uh, interdimensional beings through their near death experiences, uh, they're just like, "Hey, this is another construct of uh, of time. Almost like it's a different dimension. Like when you leave your human form, you you just literally go somewhere else. Um, and there's there's other things there. There's other people there. You know, so um,
1: It also too like brings it to the point where you know even Jeff was talking about where you know we're just a energy and your energy can get transferred to something else no matter who knows where you're going to end up you know what i mean so what if it's
0: us messing with ourselves yeah i mean we 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 constantly (laughs) we constantly struggle to control things and find meaning and everything um what if this is you know the whole thing is like actually, really, actually, really beyond our our understanding. Um, like we're never going to be able to figure it out. We can apply yeah. everything that we we always know and, and come up with, and, and we can apply our periodic table to elements and try to come come up with some kind of construct of what their stuff is made out of. And when they crash, you know, um, you know, we're like, hey, we've never seen this element before. Well, let's give it a name and uh you know we we can always try to apply our methodologies and and try to try to believe that we understand it but i don't think we're ever going to this 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 big reveal is going to be a reveal but i think we're man this is like 1% of what's what's really going on
2: uh i agree with that I and I, with I think
0: you. and i think the message even even the the stuff we're never going to know that we're never going to find out i think it's probably like maybe i don't know 20 30 percent of what they think they know you know it's 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 i think it's i think this stuff is so beyond our concepts <laughs> well, that's why
2: they gotta bring us along slow
0: we we literally gotta come up with things in hollywood to be able to try to visualize it like there's there's you have to have like borderline geniuses uh, that that construct these visualizations through books and through fiction and through Hollywood uh, to try to put it all together
1: so yeah I mean I totally agree like where we're at now we will we don't get it yeah but in the future where we are then we may totally on the right path though yeah I mean I think in a long in the roundabout way I feel like you're saying that you know we're so so young which we are as a society and as a species
2: that like these, in the
1: totality of time, yeah, we're dropping a bucket, man. Yeah, we're and these other let's just say these other um civilizations that come to uh come to us are so old and enlightened and they know they've been around and you know we're they're showing us things that we're just we're like dumb apes up here, you know what I mean? Like huh. I've I got mean, it good. You know what I mean. So like, you know,
0: like, like perspective. Let's give it a little perspective, right? There's fucking turtles that live longer than us, and have seen more shit than we have. Like, yeah, there's, like, there's there's sea turtles out there that know more about the planet than we do.
1: I hundred percent agree with you. You know, us as a species, we're just we're so young and naive that we just don't know. Right. So, I think this is a good point to end. I feel like this is great food for thought. I don't want to ruin this ending. (laughs) I don't. This is, I mean, that was so profound. Look, look how you went from, you went from being scared of aliens, Jason, to giving this profound statement. I ain't scared. It doesn't sound like you're scared anymore. I just have allergies.
0: I just have allergies. just don't come in my bedroom without my permission. That's all. I
1: was going to start a me to it's get the hint at Daniel, yes. but we don't, I, I don't feel like that's needed anymore.
0: Yeah, just leave my booty alone.
1: <laughs> so, well, this has been a great episode, man. This has been so profound. I feel like I can walk away from this a little bit smarter.
0: So that's a. Uh,
1: this is the wrap.
0: This is it. This is a. Uh, that's the. That's to wrap it up, man.
1: Yeah, let's uh give a shout out to the captain. Thank you for being on and enlightening with us, captain. No <laughs> maybe problem. we can make this. Maybe we can make this a monthly segment of what you think. <laughs>
0: <Sure>. <laughs> or
1: maybe it's, uh, that would be cool because you know, have a little segment.
0: Have a segment. This, I, I like this for the, captain.
1: What's the scuttlebutt with the captain? That's your own hair. You
0: can have your platform. This is, this, is, this is walk the plank with the captain.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us the scuttlebutt with the captain.
0: There it is. Walking the plank. Walk so, the plank. So thank you for
1: coming on. So it definitely means a lot to us. And uh, you can find us on all the social medias. Uh, I forgot what they are at the moment. Oh, Twitter at Connect the Dots and Instagram, dots, dot, connect the. If you like what you're hearing, tell a friend. Again, my name is Johnny. I'm Jason. And And I'm the captain. I'm the captain. (laughs) And it's been a great episode. We'll talk to you all later. Bye, guys.